Hey guys, this is Mason Bush with Code Hunting University Podcast. Welcome to the show. Code Hunting University is brought to you by Superior Hunting Lights. Superior, step up to the max. Use discount code CHU Podcast at checkout on nighthunters.com. Conkey's Outdoors, hunting and hound supply store. We stand behind Conkey's and is the only hunting supply store that we personally recommend here at Coon Hunting University. You can find out more at conkeysoutdoors.com or find them on Facebook, Conkey's Outdoors, and give them a like. And GNR Cedar Dog Boxes. They make a high-quality cedar dog box at a great, affordable price. If you're in the market for a new dog box, reach out to Gavin at 615-962-5266. How you doing, Billy? Pretty good, Mason. We're sitting here. Uh, Billy's come down. It's going to be night number four of the Tennessee River Classic. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm about gutted after working 10, 11, 12 hours every day and hunting and trying to get up at 5 after staying out till 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. But we about made it through the week. Yeah, it seems like it's the coon hunting life. And if you, <laughs> you pay out all night and have to get up in the morning and get to work, it's, it makes it hard on the working man. Yeah, especially in this heat. I'm, I'm ready for fall and leaves to fall off and everything turn brown. It, it does make it more enjoyable. It, there's something about the fall year. It, it, if you haven't got the coon hunting fever by by that cool, that first morning it's cool when you wake up, you're like, man, it'd be awesome to go hunt tonight. <laughs> right. If you don't got it by then, it it ain't coming back. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been on here before, Billy. You know what's going on. Uh, I just wanted to get you by yourself and I think I kind of just pinpoint more on you and your dad and your brother and how y'all come along and just talk about that so you, you can kind of start out and just for the people that, that maybe haven't listened to the the wipeout podcast you can kind of give them a little introduction and we'll go from there yeah i was glad to do the um wipeout story um eddie's one hit me up at texas with that and then he wanted to do one. Him and Tyler wanted to do one, but just me. And I had kind of had been thinking the wipeout story was a made such an impact. Got them that that breed of dogs had just been around, and <clears throat> everybody that's had one, I feel like has just and they made such an impact. Mm-hmm. So I was glad to get that done. I think Barry and Fergie was too. So we we was. And it has been such a good deal. We've heard a, a big response from it. You know, I've had a bunch of people text and call and, you know, thank, thanking us for doing it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got it done. And I think it's still sitting on top as far as the most downloads. <laughs> We've had a few has come close, Kevin Cable, um, Keith Medley, but I don't know. Y'all, y'all three, <laughs> still the reigning champs. <laughs> well, you know, like, and I, and I kind of knew that. That's why I, I told uh, Eddie when we talked about it. I, I just, I just knew that story was the special. How them dogs kind of come about, and this the history with all of them, and, and they've been so successful in the coon hunts. Is just crazy what they've achieved and done. 
Um, so yeah. And, you know, getting back to me and my side of it and, uh, where I got started, I guess, and all this, um, you know, growing up in a, with a dad that had the passion that I've got now, you know, he, his, my dad's only hobby was coon hunting. I remember me and you talking the other day. It's like he, he really didn't give you much of a choice but to love coon No, and, and you know, and growing up from a small town that I lived in, they want a lot to do. So when you're a uh, a kid and you got, you know, this, this is the way I weighed my options. I uh, could go coon hunting with dad or stay home with mom. <laughs> so it was... You know, it was easy choice to go with dad. And, you know, early on when I was a kid, you know, sure enough, kid under, say, 10 years of age. I mean, he he started Avery, my brother. I think he started carrying Avery when he was like two or three and, and probably carried me around that age, maybe, you know, three or four. Just, you know, um, we was introduced to it really young, both of us. And there's nine years separating me and my brother he's he's nine years older nearly 10 and um but yeah and and i guess the special bond of it all between all three of us was was you know when we as me and avery both got to be adults we you know shared that bond with him and and it was something special and we all three was real competitive even when we got our own dogs you know that was the fun of it going out and seeing you know this was a friendly family pleasure mm-hmm. hunt turned into a kind of a see which dog right, which one's <laughs> going to outdo the other one night but yeah it, uh so yeah when you know dad had always kept good hounds you know we we was me and Avery both was so blessed to see coon dogs you know what a coon dog should do uh, how they should work. Yeah, uh, you know, he, dad always liked females. He, he kind of, I'm you no know, looking back at, at most of the good dogs that I've had had been females. I, I, but I, I guess I got that from him. I always liked a female. It just seemed like they're no nonsense, not as much drama mm-hmm. dealing with a male and being aggressive and all that. But, uh, he liked keeping an older female early on we we had english dogs blue ticks i mean i've seen a little bit of everything but uh you know he he mainly just kept a good dog for us to hunt and enjoy um you know early on going going with him you know i was little i i didn't see the whole picture like i do now i, I would mainly go if he, if he told me he's like yeah, we're going to kill them tonight. You know, we're going to shoot the coons that we tree. I would go. If if he said, no, nah, we may not kill them, I, I might just stay home. <laughs> stay you know, home I, mama. Yeah, so I, <laughs> you know, it was just, then it was just more go to, to hunt and, and do that. But, you know, as I got older and then maybe when I started figuring it out, just getting that special dog that you, you've got that bond with that really makes it come full circle what, what this this deal is about right it's hard trying to explain to people everybody asks well what do you do with the coons when you when he goes i hardly ever kill one i just i I just enjoy being out there with the dogs um just like you said the bond with the dogs means so much more to me i i care less if i ever killed another coon in my life (laughs) i just i the older i've got um i hardly ever kill coons anymore um i i I mean and looking back 
um, probably wasted a bunch of coons to dogs that didn't even need them. Right. Um, probably uh, made problems happen by killing coons that the dog, you know, that you you go killing too many to a certain type of dog, they'll, you know, form habits by it. You, mm-hmm. Especially if you're on this, in the competition game, you, you're trying to get them recut off and make them go and go and find another one. If, if that dog's used to having that coon killed to him every time he trees, it, it's it's going to be on his mind when you cut him loose. I've seen a lot of a magnet going back. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you know, yeah, you, you get older, you get wiser and smarter about all that. Um, but now getting back to dad, um, and he was it, it, like I say his passion was coon hunting. He he was eat up with it. I guess he, as a kid. Um, I know he. I've got pictures of where he coon hunted with. I guess maybe some of his family um, friends back. You know, he was born nineteen thirties, nineteen thirty three, and um, I'm gonna say time he. You know, he he lived through the depression years. You can mm-hmm. say in hard times and not having nothing. So back then, it was just so different. It is today, right? Um, you know, and, and when he got up, dad went through uh, service and served the country. And um, I know when he come back from Alaska, he was stationed in Alaska. And um, he come back and he was originally from Hornwall, Tennessee. And uh, he he settled in Parsons for some reason, him and uh, his brother. Uh, my uncle Jerry, he, 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 run, he, he went to pharmacy school and and uh you know become a pharmacist and had a had a drugstore there in in town where i live and um so and dad started working and uh just hustling made money he's he's dad always uh provided good for us i mean he he was a hustler he knew how to make a dollar um <clears throat> he uh and it's and like i say he he worked hard and when you know his time to play was out at night hunting with dogs, and uh, so when, he, when me and Avery got old enough to go, he took us, and you know we we learned so much from him and uh, men that he was around and knew. Uh, you know, I don't know if he met him through going to a hunt somewhere or just become. You know how we all, if we go to hunts, we meet people, and and like I say, me and Avery was blessed to know a bunch of people that made an impact in our lives uh, and that we wouldn't have known if we wouldn't, you know, if it's kind of, we wouldn't have been to coon hunting, we wouldn't have known them. Right. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. So much that could have happened differently in my life that um, if I wouldn't have met, started coon hunting, like my my first job uh, was one of the first guys I started coon hunting with. I don't know if you remember Joey Hyde from North Alabama. He uh, he was manager of CVS, and I worked there through high school for three years. He gave me my first job, and then I moved back down towards my my dad's family, uh, kind of down towards Birmingham, Jasper, between mm-hmm. Birmingham and Jasper. And I got real close to Brian Sparks, and he got me a job uh, working for a little short line railroad, and I took that, and I worked for the railroad down there for seven years, and then I left there, and I moved up here right out a year ago. And 
um, helped Bubba and I've been helping Barry quite a bit. So it's you, you have found yourself now in the coon hunt mecca <laughs> in, West, in West Tennessee, West Tennessee mafia. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it, and it is that people that there. I mean, most people probably listening to this, they know um, it's it's been something down here, uh, I, and I have learned. I've been like a sponge, uh, just absorbing everything from everybody over the years and you know to get to where i am now um and i know my wife she she just she can't stand when i go off to hunt because i have to tell that same story everybody calls calls want to know well, what what happened what do you do <laughs> and you have to tell that same <laughs> story but um about you know we replay that hunt over and over again right um but yeah i i been blessed to have the family I did to grow up here and and get the knowledge of, of I could name off just tons of names but most people know if you they hear the word West Tennessee they know where you live especially for a coon hunter know who who's around there and who you have to deal with when you come down here to a coon hunt just like these hunts we're going to this week um, you're, you're liable to come down here and you'll draw two or three platinum champions and, and handlers that's won a ton of money. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, I've been a lot of places, you know, traveled to state to state and different places. And I don't know, it's just something different about here. I don't know why, what it is. I think I found myself at home. I'd, there's been times throughout this past year that I've, I've thought about packing up and going back to Alabama. And I just, I don't know, I just, I love it. And I think I'll, I'll be here till to my days in but so far i i really enjoy it yeah um now getting back to uh kind of you know we uh i think i mentioned this in the wipeout podcast i know growing up my childhood memories uh hunting with dad and my brother and then you know just during the day we we just talked about dogs all the day and then like you know i Avery started competition hunting, you know, as a kid, like I did. But he, uh, you know, he, the, him, I, I remember when I was just a sure enough kid, um, being a, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner. That was the talk. I mean, we would talk coon dogs and and then rules about, you know, what and layout scenarios about this and that. And so I was just around that from. <laughs> from birth right. you know so it was just it was drilled in you for the last it, yeah, 40 I mean, years yeah I'm, I'm 44 now and um yeah i had had, had a lot of education growing up in, in the <laughs> <laughs> not so, always the good education <laughs> yeah and, you know and everybody that does it Yoder Nylon has long been known for producing the highest quality briar-proof products on the market. Now they've formed a partnership with Razor Hunting Gear to produce all Razor's new hunting products. Razor has a wide selection of products from competition belts, chest rigs, strap vests, to hunting jackets. These products look as well as they perform. Razor Hunting Gear, designed by coon hunters for coon hunters. Razor Hunting Gear's newest products are now available for order. You can find a link in the description box below. 
that that really loves it and understands the coon hunting you it, it it's it's a drug it's it's a it's the biggest addiction i feel like that you can have i mean um it, it, it got all over me when i was a kid once i you know figured out that hey this is something i because it's no telling the hours and the thoughts that i had about dealing with dogs or coon hunting or something you know it's just it, it took my mind off uh, any anything else i had it just focused on on coon hunting and um i guess when i got to be a teenager then then the opposite sex got got <laughs> i started i started thinking about that for a little bit that that that's only um the only two things that been on my mind i guess o- over the years finally uh finally settled on one good woman instead of <laughs> it's just like painter was talking a couple of days and his there's been a lot of a lot of jobs lost a lot of relationships lost oh, over, it, it takes a special son. it takes a special woman to stay with a coon hunter um they you'll you'll know if they love you because mm-hmm. they 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 have to hear about dogs and listen to dogs bark outside. <laughs> um, I mine has been a, my rock. I, I, I'm blessed to, to. I think God put her in my life for a reason, and and you know we got two beautiful girls. I'm I'm blessed to have them. I got one nine, and my oldest one, and another one's four. Aubrey and me, and, and my wife's name Stephanie. I didn't get to tell that in the first podcast. I'm sure, she appreciated that. Yeah, well, I. I Barry, I, he he called me right before uh, we was doing that wipeout podcast. I was supposed to be there like at three, and and I had just fixed a uh, a main water line broke, and uh, where I was working at the utility. And anyway, they called and said, "Hey, we got we busted one of your pipes." So and I knew I was going to be pushed for time, and I was I was late getting down there. Barry had called just. I was probably thirty minutes out from his house. He said, "Where are you at?" And I'm like, "Hey, I'm on my way. I've been I've been working." He said, "Yeah, I'm working too. I got all this going on." So, like, <laughs> if you go back and listen to the first one, uh, Wipeout Podcast, I, I was, you know, I didn't know how long Barry was going to sit through and, and and let us finish it. You know, yeah. I didn't help none. I was waiting outside <laughs> ready to go hunting. I know, but yeah, getting back to yeah, it it, it does take a a special woman to to be with a coon hunter and and my wife's been super um about it all really and you know um and my girls they're they're starting to you know take notice we've been since i've had shifter we've been uh breeding him some this past year and raising puppies and and the girls are you know they I've had to keep a few that <laughs> that, I, that I would have sold. Yeah, my little right. one has got attached to one, and and my old, my oldest one, uh, some of my old blood I, out of peaches, and them I, I'd raised a. I got a female at my house, and she goes back to them, and my oldest one soon day one she 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 named her peaches. I mm-hmm. that's why we we instead of calling her, you know, I don't call her old peach. I usually call her little peach, but. Uh, I named we named her three time peach and because she's three times from from old peaches. Yeah. But, so we was stuck with her and uh, good or bad, but she's turned out to be pretty good. Um, but yeah, getting back to I guess you know my story. Um, yeah, we me and Avery we done we we got into you know coon hunting heavy. Uh, Avery took a little break when he was 
uh, you know, pursuing the women. He, uh, he, he got to, uh, you know, he got married young and he, he took a little break during that time. And then he got, got back in it later on. And, and when he got back in it, he got back in it heavy and he was, uh, he was buying, you know, good dogs. And, you know, like I say, me and dad had, you know, had, traveling with him and meeting different ones like Harold Edwards and Dwayne and them and just knowing guys all over the place that um that made an influence on this book Avery you know he, he knew a lot of people and could buy and find a good dog and we and he we kept a, we kept on good some good dogs um uh, not trying to get and I may be getting ahead a little bit y'all had a I know Barry's mentioned a time or two y'all had a, a blue dog glass-eyed that, that's my dad found him in Arkansas. That was in ninety. I think we probably had him in ninety one or ninety two. He had sent him down there to Lawrence Pettigrews, and that's how Barry got to hunt with him. Lawrence kind of set him to training him and and got him, you know, doing good. And uh, he was he was bad to miss a lot. And I don't know if he was training squirrels or. Sometimes I, he was so independent. I, I always thought he would he would take the back end of a track. If if if, a, if he turned the dogs loose and dogs hit the track right, he would go wrong. But if they was to go wrong just a little bit, now he'd fly out there and tree it and have it on him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was a good dog, um, a, a good kids dog. That's what that's the one that I started with. He was my first. Uh, Really, dog. I I, lit, I sit in the competition hunts with uh, in nineteen ninety three. You know, just you know, I went to a lot of hunts, a lot of open event hunts. Then, which I was other than pro hunts, I was in the world. You know, you didn't have a lot of hunts like you do now. And uh, <clears throat> I, I made him top blue dog in the nation in ninety three. So I got a national ticket. I think um, you know I got. I didn't qualify to the youth world with him. I actually used Candy, you know, the first wipeout dog, to get qualified for the youth uh, world. And I think I did hunt Blue at the world. I used her to get get into the top sixteen, you know, of it. And then you know, she did the dirty work. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and and used him there. But you know, I never had no luck at, at the youth world. I, I, uh, Was that the same one that Adam didn't Adam done of it? He, he was one of y'all's. He 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 my he yeah. I mean Adam had been friends and and he had he had um, borrowed a female that my dad had called Action Jane. Uh, she was off a of coma, and a female that Jimmy Guess had called Liza Jane. She was actually her brother, Jane's brother, uh, Bone uh, McNeil and Mike Creasy owned. Uh, they was litter mates, and and you know Mike McNeil they they raised. Um, Several pups out of bones. Bones actually is what caused um, the Annie female that the mama to peaches and Willie and all them come from. Okay. So you know that was you know special bloodline there that that carried on. You know, um, but yeah, I hunted blue for a, a year or two there and and done good with him in the hunts and then. You know, I, I was on to something else. Um, I think the, the next one, I, I was the first pup that I ever uh, raised. Uh, I think if everybody listens back to the Wipeout podcast, Dad wouldn't let me have uh, half a Zeb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't get to get him. I, I was going to have to move in with Barry. Mm. Uh, but anyway, I, 
several weeks or maybe months negotiating with him. He finally got sick of me asking about it, and he's like, go buy a pup. And so the next best cross that I knew about was that cross between Coma and Dummy. And they called her Dummy. She her, her real name was on her papers was Million Dollar Gin Rummy. Bill Goodrum and Darren Martin had her. And uh, she was a special female. She would, you know, back then, I mean, she was tearing it up. Which they went to a lot of hunts. Bill Goodrum at that time and Darren both was, I mean, every weekend they would be at a hunt somewhere. And it took that back then to run and, and be at the top. But they kept her. She was a na- national female leader and in, in top and not top female in Tennessee for a few years there, but um coma would always be number one and you know ronnie would just <laughs> he was dead set to try to you know even when there was one year there i guess it was 93 or 4 maybe 93 is when that big race between candy and coma and and, and dummy but anyway it come down to the end of the hunt, last hunt of the, of the year last open event and coma passed dummy but, uh, yeah, I, I got a pup out of them, and that was a phenomenal litter right there. Uh, Dummy had eight pups, the best I remember. It was a perfect litter, four and four. Uh, I met Bill on the side of the interstate, and I think I paid him. I don't know. He might have been asking a 1000 He cut me maybe a little break because he knew I was a trainer. And anyway... I, I think I gave him seven fifty or something like that for her, but it was the best seven fifty I ever spent. You know, she she was uh, a natural from word go. She was um, I called her. I named her. I had her name picked out before I even got her. <laughs> I called her Million Dollar Jewel. Um, she, and and they was let's see, Elmo was in that cross, Casino Girl, Wild Card. They were several that done a lot of winning back then out of that litter, and they, and they and they carried it on. They they them dogs out. I lost Jewel. Um, I got to have her for three, nearly four years. She got ran over on Highway 100, went out in a hunt. And uh, but she was a. I wished I would have got. I wish she'd lived to been an old dog because I think no telling what I would have ended up winning with her plus uh, what she could have reproduced. Mm-hmm. I would love to seen that. Um, after she died, I actually got about we me and Bill partnered up and bought um casino girl we, we called her roxy from brian owens brian had had her i think brian even bought her from bill and then um we we bought her from brian and uh and and, and that that was 97 maybe i think um when we got because Roxy and because I, I remember that's probably the deepest I ever went at the time in, in PKC World Hunt. I was I was heads up with Brian Turner in a um, I don't know what you'd call that top eight I guess back then. Um, but me and him had to go hunt heads up, and whoever won that got to the finals, and he he beat me out, and he won it that year. Brian did with Lady, but that and then we sold Roxy after that. Me and Bill did I think. Uh, to a guy up in Ohio, Robert Aldridge, I think it was his name. He's the one that I think owned uh, the, one of the Buck Creek dogs, Bandit maybe, that was doing good at the time. And But anyway, so, but before we sold Roxy, we did raise a litter of pups 
uh, to Clyde. Me and me before he even before me and Avery bought Clyde from Harold and Dwayne. Um, we uh, I, I bred Roxy to Clyde and had a good litter of dogs there. Me and Adam Dunham was partners on the one called Roller. I, I raised him as a pup. He was a good dog, treated a lot of coons. He got mean when he got a little older. He 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 was he was a handful on the tree, and I I never could, you know, get him settled down. He was just uh, he would go. I could I, I remember going hunting with uh, Fergie and Tommy McQueen one night with Roller. He was um, I don't know around three when he started kind of being tough on them trees, and and uh, we went pleasure hunting and. I think Roller might have treated a coon out of the truck by himself, but Moose was sitting treed in there. When I cut Roller off that first coon he treed, he he immediately ran in there and backed Moose. And when he hit, they got in there and they got together. It was just silence. And we we walked in there. We knew about where they was at. We walked in. Not a dog was barking. And they we got in there where they was treed, and it was the bloodiest mess you ever seen. They was they they was sitting there locked up. And Tommy grabbed Moose with the whipping, whipping on him, and you know, getting on him for fighting. But I looked, I looked he at didn't Ro- do nothing wrong. Yeah, I looked at Roller, and he was like, looked like Mike Tyson had mm. got got a hold of him. You know, <laughs> he, he just he you could. T- but that, after that, that kept that dog right for just a little bit. He didn't try to be tough around a tree, and then you know, just later on, he got he started it again. So I just, you know, you get a bad rep from hunting a, a mean dog, uh, and it happens. You don't never know how they're going to turn out. That's and that and that and getting back to you know I, I said earlier I, I love females, and that was once I roller made me get back to hunting a female. Right. It, it was I was so frustrated with him because he he had a lot of abilities, but that meanness I just couldn't live with. Right. So I end up pretty much selling him somebody. I think I not for for. He in today's market he'd be worth a lot if he wouldn't been rough. But you know, I think just just giving him away, just basically just to get rid of him. And 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 my next dog was one of my, my favorites, and so far as the peaches. I mean, he she came around just right after him. I actually had both of them when she was young. I still had roller, but um, um, the story with peaches, my brother. Well, I think if, you, if y'all go back and listen to the Wipeout podcast, I I pretty much told how that that cross took place. But um, um, you know, Peaches was a special. She was the last one in that litter to get sold. Um, Peanut, and my brother, raised the litter because they had Annie, the mama to Peaches, and uh, Sam Woods was wanting a dog, and um, that was Sam. His his brother now William he started back coon hunting William Wood, and uh but Sam bought peaches was it from Peanut or for the St Jude hunt, and um, anyway got her house started fooling with her and and Sam and William's dad little Billy uh, used to hunt dogs for my dad uh, a good dog man, and uh, I remember what what got us got me up to their house. Uh, this was like four months after Sam bought her from Peanut and Avery. She, I, I guess she was about four months old when he got her at St. Jude and say four more months. She was been right at eight months old. McAfee, Jerry McAfee, the older guy that 
my dad, him and my dad was best friends. He 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 still lives on my farm now. A lot of people know of him. Um, good dog man. Anyway, he he come back from up north. He'd been up there with his mama, and uh, he was looking for a young dog. So Avery, my brother, told him about um, uh, one he gave Sam. I think out of Bones, uh, the dog I was talking about, McNeil and Mike had. Uh, Avery give Sam one of them. Well, we was actually up there looking at that dog, and as uh, soon as we pulled up at Sam and Little Billy's, his dad's house, um, Little Billy come out and he boy he was just talking about peaches you know he was telling how natural she was and what he seen her do and just no more than sam had got to hunting her she was you know just they would they had figured it out that she was something there to her but we we was listening and but we ain't even laid eyes on her yet we was just up at the house talking about them and so sam walked us back there to the behind his house and they had him back there in a the kennel and uh joy like say we was there looking at a, at a male dog um for Jerry to get, well, we, Jerry went down. And as soon as we seen Peaches come out of the doghouse, our our mouth dropped because we, you know, she was eight months old. She didn't look like a female. She looked better, a lot better than the male dog that we was there to look at. She just come out, and me and me and Jerry just looked at each other like, "Wow, there's something to her." Because she looked just like Moose. I mean, she Moose marked her up so much. Her her appearance was. You know, just she was. I'm gonna say she was 65 pounds in at eight months old. She ended up making a like a 70 something pound dog that was in shape. As when she got older, she got you know 80 80 plus. But she was just a big female, and um, so Cherry went went to talking to Sam like, "Hey, I, I'm not interested in this male. I'm gonna buy that one." And uh, so they worked out a price, and we ended up taking her, bringing her home. And I remember the first night we carried her, it was over on my farm, and we turned the roller and her loose. And uh, I think he treated two coons that night, and he and she backed him. And and he wasn't never rough to certain ones, but he was rough to like males mostly. He didn't bother uh, her, but anyway. I could just tell that first night and how natural she was. We had something special there. Jerry actually had bought her, and he had to go back up north for something, and he wanted me to keep her, and, and wanted me to just, you know get partner, you know partner up with him on her. And um, he was renting a place for my mom and dad, and at the time he said, "Hey, you just take care of my rent, and I'll you here she's a half yours." So uh, that's how it started, and we, I. I started hunting her. Um, I remember what really put her going. We, me and me and Scott Engel went to and hunted with her. Brian Witted up her and Russell Bellers. Uh, that after the world hunt, I think Scott got in the finals that year of the world hunt uh, with the Bellers Ann. But we, I had Peaches and Roller, and Scott had Ann. I met him in Indianapolis, Indiana, and we drove. I just left my truck and we drove home up. Or maybe we left his truck and drove mine. I can't remember now, but uh, we went on up there to Russell's and stayed with him and hunted with Brian like two or three nights in a row. And just her being up there and all them coons really, you know, she just started clicking. And she was still young, but anyway, I remember coming back from that and just hunting around the house. I could tell this that one weekend had really 
just put her going. I mean, it's unbelievable how quick she she figured it all out. There's just something to see. And, um, you know, started hunting her in the hunts and just winning everything. I remember the first month I run her for a uh, truck digger. The first month they were putting her in a hunt, I, we, we went to like, once I started winning, like the first of that month, I just kept it going. And and first month I ever run her, and she was right at a year old. I got a truck ticket with her, um, and she just started. You know, everybody started paying attention because she was so young, but she was dominating cast, tree and coons. And um, Lloyd C. Morris from South Carolina called me, and he was looking for a dog at the time, wanting a young dog, and. Um, so he ended up, you know, he, he's he got had plenty of money. But I told him right off, I said, Lord, I, I don't want to sell. I'm not going to sell. Uh, so he, he bought Jerry out on her, McAfee, and uh, they worked out a price. And Jerry was happy and Lord C was happy. But I ended up keeping her, you know, through that whole time. And, and look, I mean, look what she's done. I think she was a nearly $75,000 winner in, uh, in PKC. I got, I got her in a... AKC Final Four one year down in uh, South Carolina. I can't remember if it was I can't remember if it was Orangeburg where it was that year they had it. But anyway, I got in the Final Four that year with her. She won a couple of trucks. She was uh, she was something, and then you know produced uh, clone. I, I was a second cross, and and I bred her first to Coy. Lord C owned him at the time, and. Uh, had a good litter at first litter. I'm gonna say the best one that I liked out of that first cross was a little female called Jezebel that Wayne Osbrooks had. And Wayne Wayne we lost him. He passed away with a brain tumor and his family ended up keeping Jezebel till she died, I reckon. But, you know, after she made a gold champion in just a year there and, and if she would have been hunting the hunts, ain't no telling what she would have done, what she would have reproduced. But you know, I bred her the second time to son, and out come clone, and everybody knows kind of what clone has done. It's been crazy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just getting back to looking at everything, it's God blessed me to have the oh, everything. Just everything I've had in my life, it, I owe to him. I didn't, you know, uh, I didn't always think like that, but now I do. I, 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 I'm so appreciative of, of what uh, he he he's let me have and see and phenomenal, you know. It, uh, but yeah, what what Peach has done with clone and clones done and man, she's been a re- reproducing little girl. I mean, she's she has throwed some winners. Now, I mean, I seen you know I raised that first litter. Peaches was in heat and clones in heat about the same time. I remember it was like two weeks apart because I went me and Barry. I called him. I'm like. I'm gonna breed clone to Zeb again, and let, let let's let's breed peaches to Billy, and uh, that was her third cross pe- with peaches was hell Billy, and and it, it was I kept one called Bernice out of that litter, and it, she turned out to be really nice. But I remember me and Barry when when clone and Zeb again was was sitting there hung up, we we realized it I think at the same time what this could turn out to be. I mean it. It, you know, looking, thinking at it and looking at it on paper, how how great that, 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 that cross turned out to be phenomenal. I remember she had seven males and one female. 
McAfee kept the only female. We called her Lord Have Mercy. But out of that first cross, you had a dog called Elmer Jenkins end up getting called Wipeout Blaze. Marty Warren had a male called Wall Street. McAfee had Express when he was young. He kept Express and Mercy, but he, he ended up selling uh, Express to Coy, Sullivan and Mark. And they and they done you know amazing things with him. And ain't no telling you know he died too young. That whole litter did. Um, I think Blaze might have been the only one out of all of them that lived to be an old to you know, old dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was another one in there that called Zone. Uh, Pete Normanton had up in wherever Pete's from. I don't. I can't remember. But um, uh, Kevin Cable, I think, had that dog a little while for Pete hunting for Pete. And that, that was a good dog. Zone was he. he and, but it, he died young. Uh, Express got run over by a train. Uh, he was coming with a storm. I went oh, like three that, years oh, old. He was already gosh. once. You could, that's when nothing. Well, that's before all these proclaxes come along. As he is, he was winning everything. Just got second in the world. Mm-hmm. I believe it was. Um, just Coy was winning literally everything oh, everywhere I, he went. Oh, and turn. I think they turned down like a week or two before they got killed. They turned down crazy money. Me and Mark went to Arkansas this past winter, and he had told me he was he was aggravated with me. And I, he may not want me to tell this, but he told me he, they had just pulled him off a possum. He, they got on him and sent him on, and he got over there. He said he'd been hunting hunted the same spot for years and years, and mm-hmm. he flew through there and got on them tracks, and they'd got to calling him, and he said he thinks that they saw that express seen that light on that train and he went to go and do it. And then the rest is, Oh, I remember getting sick. the text. Uh, Cause I'm going to put Coy on that dog. He, me and him was coming back from La Plata, Missouri. And, um, uh, we went up there to a pro hunt. He actually got in. I got beat with peaches in the deal, but I won, I won, I won more money in the open event than he ended up in the top 16. <laughs> he, we made, we joked about it on the way back. But anyway, he, on the way back, he said, uh, I'm, he said, I ain't got a girlfriend right now. And he said, I'd love to find a good pup. And I said, I know where he is. And I mean, I know what, what he was describing. I knew McAfee had him. And I told him about him. And they, him and Mark, they called Jerry and they worked out a price. I can't remember what. Jerry didn't hit him hard on him. But, you know, he was just a green pup when they got him. And uh, and they done amazing things with him. And, you know, it was like you're talking about that training possum. They, I don't care. They can win. Hundreds of thousands dogs is dogs. You you can see them do great one night, and they can they can show that they're just a dog the next. I mean it's it's you know, but he that dog would have put if he could have lived a longer. No telling what he would have reproduced. Um, I mean I really think he was going to be a phenomenal reproducer, and and like Marty Warren had that one that I felt like was the. More of the stud in that bunch, uh, Wall Street, you couldn't draw a prettier hound. If you had to sit and draw a pretty walker hound, he was his proportion right, big, blocky head. Express was a little bit smaller built dog than, than Street. Street took after the wipeout dog more, had their length and size and legs, had a cannon of a mouth on him. And, um, man, I remember when, even when Marty called me and he, when he lost him, it was the same as Coy losing Express. It was, it, 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 it killed them guys. Mm-hmm. It, they, they knew 
that was like that was like once in lifetime dogs that you you know they they had never had or experienced anything like them. I mean, Coy and them had some good dogs before Express, but I think he was their benchmark at the time. I mean, he he set the bar high. Right. What he what he accomplished, and then what was crazy? Okay, I was up at uh, Dennis Staffs mm-hmm. with Clone and Peaches one weekend. And we was just up our pleasure hunting. I was up. I went up there, and uh, and Dennis called Dwayne, and we went out hunting one night together. And then I, Peaches looked good, Clone looked good. We went out even on further south another night uh, hunting. And long story short, we when I left Dennis's that weekend, I left Clone with him. Just just took care because I was mainly focused on Peaches at the time. She was still doing good and winning everywhere and um i let dennis keep clone and i i almost knew what was about to happen before it happened i knew Dwayne got to hunting with her enough he got the fever he he seen what i you know so he he called me up and i know dennis was a little bit sore for me to sell her to Dwayne, but we got offered good money and and, and me and billy cochran owned her at the time um so we 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 sold her um or maybe maybe um, I, I tell you I take that back. Billy had sold his part of her to Bill Wood, and and Bill Woods had her, and and me and Bill sold her to uh, Dwayne. But you know Dwayne ended up keeping her for a little while, and sold her to Harold. Conkey's Outdoors knows that keeping up with the latest in hunting technology can be expensive. That's why they're proud to offer amazing financing options from 30 days same as cash to 0% interest for 6, 9, 12, and even 18 months, depending on your credit score and the amount you spend. If you've been eyeballing that new thermal or want to upgrade to the latest in tracking system technology, go find out more on the web at conkeysoutdoors.com or if you're in the Hastings, Florida area, stop by and visit. They'd love to have you. Conkey's Outdoors. Houndsman helping houndsman. Harold called. No, yeah. Dwayne or Harold one called me and decided to sell her. And, and we end up, I called Brad Mitchell. Because in my mind, Brad had the perfect dog, was L3, to cross her with. I said, Brad, clone can be bought. And I told him about her. And I, I know he was just at my house the other day and uh, picking up a pup out of shifter and rain. And he said, I've made some mistakes in my life. But he said, I, I, that one haunts me. <laughs> 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 and But anyway, I, I tell you, Jerry and uh, Wes Holmes, McAfee and Wes Holmes at the time, they bought a clone from Harold and... Uh, it was crazy how things work out and how what you you think about how things you know work for a reason but soon as they got her she was in heat i mean in heat ready to go so they listened to me they took her to zf3 and bred her and outcome what you talking about a great litter <laughs> that's where bill and jane are. that's where bill right. and jane come from and you know it if you just think about things and how if that wouldn't have transpired well harold getting i don't know why he got mad at her i think she it, clone was one of them if you didn't keep a barking collar on her she was so energetic 
if she seen a squirrel or any movement in, in a yard, she was going to bark at it. So you had to keep a barking collar on her. And I think she barked her mouth down. And I think that's one reason Harold got rid of her. But, you know, that, just things like that and how, how it transpired and, and outcome, you know, Bill and Jane and they was the fuzz female mark, you know, and Danny Cobb had and, um, man, just what they done was is something. Uh, they was and what was crazy. The first litter I said was seven males and one female. Zell three cross was seven females and one male. Hmm. And I tell you a story on that. So Elmer had had blazed on the first litter, and uh, I'll tell this real quick because it's funny. <laughs> Marty and Marty Warren and Elmer Jenkins they live right up by each other, and they're best of friends. <clears throat> and and. Uh, Marty got one over on Elmer that time. He, he him and his wife, uh, Marty's and his wife come come down at my house before. He didn't tell Elmer. He come down and picked Wall Street up first because it, you know, looking back at it, Wall Street was probably the, um, without doubt the prettiest one in that first litter. And Marty, you know, he loves a good looking dog, and that and he got him. And I remember when he got back with him, he told Elmer then. He he said I already got my pup picked out. Well, Elmer, <laughs> he come and he called me. He come down. He stayed with me two days. It took him two days to pick his pup out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he come up with Blaze, and and he was you know Blaze turned out to be a great dog. Uh, Jamie Painter had him, um, and 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 done good things with him. And don't, and I can't remember some guys in Florida had him after that, and they done good. But anyway, getting back, Elmer. Uh, knew that cross was happening with with zep three and he and amber you know he wanted a male that was only male and 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 how he got the name you know when mcafee bought her in west they sold every one of them for a thousand dollars a piece so elmer gave a thousand dollar for him and that's that's how bill got his name thousand dollar bill and uh but you know what a dog and you know i've won i told coy about him after uh, Express died. Coy was sick there for a while, but you know, if he had fooled around and got Brad had got Jane, and he had done been doing good with Jane, and I'd hunted with Bill in, early on there, and and I could tell, man, he was wild when Elmer had him, and probably hey, Elmer Jenkins. I've I've said this so many a times to a lot of coon hunters, him, Darren Martin. Benny Taylor, them them three guys can, and there's more, but I'm just thinking them names off the top of my head. Some of the best pup men I know on earth because they could take a wing pup and get him going, you know, start him, finish him, and win hunts with him. Not many people has the patience to do it all. There's you got hunters out there that like to buy pups already started, mm-hmm. or 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 buy an older pup that's already kind of going good that they ain't got to do much work. Not many people you can think about can grab a little bitty pup off the mama's tit, raise it up, train it, get it go, you know, start it, run and train, break it go to win it and, and finish it out when coon hunts with it. Time after time. Oh, time after time again. That's, that's I mean, them guys, El- Elmer, Darren, Benny, that's why I named them three just off the top of my head. 
man, I, they they deserve a lot of respect for it because it's it's not an easy task. Right. You you got to have. I've done it. I've done it with some. I ain't I ain't putting myself up there in, in their category, but I you know it, you you got to have the patience to do it. Um, but anyway, uh, got tracker. But yeah, Elmer got Bill, and I hunted when he when, when he was young, and and Elmer got no pair older, and his eyes just was failing him, and and um, he was hunting a lot with Ryan Meeks at the time, and and they're they're a guy as it's don't probably get a lot of recognition, but I'm I'm gonna give him some. He he, Ryan Meeks is a good dog man. He 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 can take a dog. Not so much as a puppy, but like what I was getting at, a, a more of a started dog that's already doing it, but putting them finishing touches to it. Mm-hmm. Kitty could do the is, is is one of the best like that at it. You know, just getting one that's that's got the abilities. They see it, they just gonna make it get better. Right. And I feel like Ryan really polished Bill that that year. He he set in on him and made him better. And what was crazy at Ryan at the time had a little female called. 3D that was off of Zeb 3 and Dina that Ryan Krausen ended up getting from him mm-hmm. that become a world champion. And I told Ryan when I seen her, I was so floored by her as a young pup. And then he had Bill too. He, I remember him coming to my house one, one weekend and I said, Ryan, I don't know two better dogs on earth than you got. I mean, he had them. And you, you now this was a few years before they won world hunts, but both of them he had two world champions sitting there, and I called it <laughs> way before it happened. Uh, but I know I told him I said, man, you don't know what you got between both of them, but both of them, yeah. And Bill turned out to be, you know, like I say, phenomenal one, a ton. Coy done good with him, I, and I told God getting back. I guess I got sidetracked, but I told Coy about Bill too. And uh, he he said she you think he's better than Jane? I said well, and and I've had this get brought up, and there's people that probably gonna disagree or agree with me. Them two both had tons of ability, and which one do I think is the best out of the two? It's hard to say. I I know this. Bill to me had a better nose than Jane. He didn't have to work as hard as she done to tree coons. Now she would out hustle Bill, like doing like Jane was a worker, and that's what kind of made her special. She just was this tireless hunter, uh, ambushed coons or treat them however. She was, you know, she was phenomenal. But Bill could treat a colder coon, in my opinion, that that she couldn't treat. You know, them late rounds. That's where that's where you seen the good in Bill. And that, I was say, I, the times I, I'd hunted with him, he always seemed, he stayed on the ground a little bit more than she did. Um, seemed to trail, be able to trail one up and mm-hmm. treat an older, colder coon than, than what she could do. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, I, I wish I could have either one of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> <You both>. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the, the way the money is and the, just the... That's how that's how everything is right now. It's I mean, sky's the limit with this right uh-huh. now. Yeah, them dogs don't come around. I mean, them. I've said this. I mean, you know, you God sends us special things every now and then down here to entertain us, and just like having a good dog like Bill or Jane or Peaches or you, you can name several that we it, 
everybody can name one that's really caught their attention and entertained them. But there's, and it's like this with athletes or, or if you're a country music singer, you know, everybody goes to Nashville to pursue a country music career. They don't, some, a lot of them don't make it. Mm-hmm. There, there's one in however many thousands that make it the same way with these dogs. It's, you, you've got some good talent out there, but, and maybe it takes the combination of getting them right ones that's special to the right hands. Person, yeah. And, and that, that, and that don't happen that much. Right. You know, you, you can take a great dog if he's in somebody's hands that ain't got time or, whatever the reasons uh just you just won't ever hear from them, you know and you know there's just a few of us out here in the competition game that know how to showcase a good dog and and you know it's, it's not a coincidence when you see dust and weed in the finals week this week it's been every night every night. everyone he don't, that I, I told somebody i hadn't won a cast this week and he's one every night and i said i believe the boy can take a french poodle that don't don't even know how to tree a coon i believe if you if you get dust and have them i believe he could beat three world champions out there i don't know it, I don't it's know how it, he does it i don't know i've with him he's quiet off himself don't say much but he he's quick he's, yeah he's always got them wheels turning he, yeah. he knows how to win and you know michael ward and them guys you know they they figured out the game and but it takes a uh a handler like that 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 can showcase a dog you know um and there's more i mean there's more out there that's coming you know i just named them few for reason i mean i, I i've done good been successful i mean but Man, I, I should. I've, I've dedicated my life to it. Right. You know, it's, it's been. Um, I'll tell the story real quick. You know, I was talking about two things that probably caught my attention more than anything has been a, a dog and a woman. Uh, I guess that I've always said that's my two weaknesses. I guess or <laughs> two addictions. Or this old man that I used to hang out with. He called my mom one time. He said uh, he was looking for me, and uh, I was gone or something. He said. Uh, Miss Bell, he said, you know your son pr- pursues the two most dangerous things on earth. And she said, his name was Mac. He, she said, what's that, Mac? He said, a woman and a dog has got more men killed than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. Take me back a little bit. Me and Dwayne Boyd's always been close, so I, I wish hey, Clyde was before my time, but I don't know, it just kind of touches home because me and Dwayne's as, as close as we are. I, just, I like hearing him telling stories. And I know he, I think he had a, a bad run at maybe Nationals or something one year. And I know he had, had a lot going on, kids growing up and everything. So he, I think he wanted to sell. And, and y'all, you and your brother bought him. So kind of tell me how that come about. Yeah, we was, you know, we were staying in touch a lot with Harold and Dwayne then. We was actually going down there. I remember me and Dad was taking trips down there and going with Harold. They had that good. Harold had some great hunting down there at Foster's, and um, so when we got the call from one of those, from Harold or Dwayne, one um, probably knew about it a little ahead of time from everybody else. Because I remember uh, Kevin Robinson Bowes told me that. Man, I wanted to buy that dog. He said, "How'd y'all get him before?" I, you know, I knew he was. You know, we. 
we had him bought before really the word had got out he was for sale yeah. and uh and we paid up at the time good money for him and you know at, at the time was the largest amount of money that i knew my dad had ever spent on a dog but he you know he wanted to keep me and avery going like he, he did for years with a good dog and and he he bought him for us and we you know we enjoyed him i mean we we got him which there was not, nothing to do with him but hunt him you know he was already a made dog Dwayne had just won national male pro hunts so i mean the dog's name was already there and, and all we all i done was you know i said in hunting him at the time i was working at a, a water plant and i had a kind of a swing shift and we're i sat in on that dog because when we got him he worked good in the south because how what kind of gear he had you know i i get a little aggravated hearing these guys or i did back then they would if they had a what they thought a big hunting dog they would say oh i got a dog like clyde no (laughs) no you didn't have one like clyde they didn't in my lifetime I might can name one or two more that I felt like had similar gears under them than than he did. He, you, you got to think about this. He was he came way before the Garmin, and I wished I had a Garmin on him. And to look at his average speed hunting, it would have been that I, that would have been a, a good tale. To you know, we all we had was a old. Uh, wildlife system which you had to pull the antenna out and and i'm telling you like i think harold said it on one of them podcasts when you turn the client loose you better already have that thing put the antenna already pulled out and ready mm-hmm. i remember the first time when i got him home or when, we, when i got him in my area because he like I say when i said he, he worked good in the south he worked better in big bottoms like down there in tuscaloosa where they hunted him where it's flat and you can hear him a long way. I got a little more hills where I hunted at, and he he taught me real quick. I had to put him in special places. I couldn't just the dogs that I had before him. I could drop a loose about anywhere, but the, him, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you had to turn Clyde. You had to pick your spots to hunt Clyde. And the first time I returned him loose. I didn't have that tracker ready, like Harold said. I, 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 I wasn't prepared. I, I turned him loose. I gave him like five or six minutes, and I didn't hear him. But when I got, I pulled the beep beep out. They wasn't no beep beep. Hmm. I turned it. I had it maxed out, and I couldn't even hear a tone. And I, 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 I held it every direction, and I couldn't hear it. And I said, "What in the world?" I thought, "Surely that collar didn't go dead." I finally get. I jumped in the truck. The only thing I knew to do is just go to driving, and I went to driving and driving. And finally, I, I I got on top of a big hill, and I got a signal. I got a tone, and I knew what direction it come from. So that that's the direction I kept going, and I kept driving. And I kept driving. And finally, I <laughs> I found him. He's treed with a cane. <laughs> I mean, and, and it was this. And he had probably been there a while. And it, and then it's crazy how that dog went um like getting back i had that city job so i sat in hunting i said me or you won 
and I was in, you know, I was young and in pretty good shape. And, um, I said, me or you one that's fixing a break. I don't know which, but I'm going to, I'm going to test you. I'm going to put you out here every night. So I hunted, I think I worked a, I got off, I went in at two and I got off at like 10 and from 10 to, to daylight, I would hunt that dog every night. And I'd done that for like 30 nights in a row. And I finally got him when you turned him loose, he didn't blow out. He he stayed in pocket. And what I realized about Clyde, how amazing of a track dog he was. He was, um, you know, and I, thinking back, and I, I, I meant to say this on this podcast, you know, in me growing up and, deal, you know, talking about these walker dogs, and what what I seen growing up, um, you had two dogs, in my opinion, that started most of the Walker line that we see today. You know, you had Lipper dogs and you had Bozo. Back when I kind of started in the competition game, so you had them two line of dogs out there, and you know Clyde took back after Bozo. He had that Bozo look to him. And that and that quickness, and that's where you got you seen that tracking that he could do. Um, Bozo, that's what he he put in them dogs. He was such a, I don't know, ever great competition dog that had ground speed. I think that if you look back, that's where it, it come from. Was Bozo, um, Leopard dogs. M- most people, you know, they they was some that done good in the competition hunts out of Leopard, but they was big mouth. That's what like sold everybody on Lipper was that mouth that cannon that all of them had but they didn't they didn't have the gear the the track speed i didn't think is is the is bozo dogs but you bozo dogs chopped on the ground so everybody's asked my opinion over years which, which one would you rather have a ball mouth track dog or a chop mouth i'd rather have a chop mouth i'm going to hunt a competition hunt it, it don't take that dog can chop and be running wide open that dog has got to sit out and let a big old wah, you know, he's got to slow down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that chop mouth dog is usually faster on track. And, and Clyde was like at him. He was, he would let out balls, but he would, could fly on a coon. And, and no telling him he caught and killed, uh, that he, you know, he, he was a smart dog too. Crazy about a coon. I remember this about Clyde. When you killed him a coon. It was the most aggravating thing in the world, toting the coon and 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 messing with him because if you packed it out, he w- he was latched to it the whole time. You couldn't knock him off of it. Um, I remember if you you know I, the dog was so coon crazy, he could be sitting in a kennel, and if you if you just say you towed the coon out one night and, and laid it and left it in your truck. He knew where it was at in the truck. Like, can you let him out? It might be a week before you went carried him go hunting. He'd go right over to that spot where that where it came. Where he, I think he sat in a doll box and thought about it all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how crazy it was. And I tell you something else about him. He did not get excited over a, a person. Like whoever took care of Avery kept him at his house a lot. He had a nicer kennel than we did at the time, and uh, we let him stay over there. And, you know, we we was breeding him to several females, and I think we ended up breeding like 70 females to him. But 
Avery took care of him a lot, but you could go to his kennel door, her kennel, and say, Clyde, come here. And that dog would never waggle his tail or never get excited, never show no kind of, you know, happy greeting or no kind of mo He just, Clyde cared about Clyde. And that was it. He was so of a loner of a dog, and that's how he, he took care of himself. And he was smart about it. I mean, he, but he did not care about a person. Didn't care about him. Wouldn't get excited. You could talk to him, but he, and he was, I tell you, it was funny about this dog. You could put, put him in a truck from your house to where you was going hunting and open a tailgate and he'd be in there asleep. He rested better than a, than a dog box than any dog I believe I've ever seen. He would, you could hear him snoring sometimes. You, if you left your house and put him in a box, time you got to a gas station, you could hear him back there snoring. <laughs> I've never seen one like it. Most of them you have to beat to death to keep from barking. Or he would, he whining. would, he would go to sleep. I mean that, but that, that to me, he rested so good, and I guess that's why he, when, but when you got him out, them eyes opened up, and he was, man. <laughs> I mean, he to me, he wasn't as fun to hunt where I lived, and that was, you know, we we kept him a year and a half, bred like seventy females to him. He was such a haskell to when you turned him loose to get him. Sometimes he would put you, he would find you new coon hunting ground. <laughs> you might have permission on thousands of acres. Oh, that wasn't enough for that dog. Right. Uh, I remember this. Uh, we had a guy call and wanting to come breed his female to him, but he wanted to go hunting with him first. And uh, he was an older guy, this pleasure hunter. And, you know, I think he, his pups had already started doing real good. And, um, uh, you know, the word had gotten out on him. And so he, this old man, he come over and he come in so far where we, we took him across. We hunted him a lot over on, I lived in Decatur County. We hunted him a lot on Perry County side. And uh, at the time, Perry County, in my opinion back then, probably had more coons for some reason. And uh, so we, we cut him loose up on a big hill but sent him off in some river bottoms and in a matter of minutes we heard him come treat in there and you know this was back before garmin's so we drove to the river and realized he had swam the river tennessee river and he done it and like it, it, it blow your mind like how far he went to the river and just went straight across swam across the river and treated to come on the other side of the river bank we had to drive we had to come back out of the place, drive 30, 40 minutes over to the other side and come in on, on he was on a federal refuge. <laughs> and when we got that, that old man said, uh, you know, I don't believe I want that in my dog. <laughs> he said, I, he said, I don't believe I, and you know, you get thinking the old man was kind of right. I, I, you know, that, that was with us. He, he was that kind of dog. I mean, people might think, you know, you wanted that. Like Dwayne, I remember hearing Dwayne talk about it, and I remember it too. He would, for some reason, he wouldn't never do good up north because he would blow by. I mean, he would, if you didn't have him just hunt him to death, hunt him down, he was going to, if you had him a night or two of rest, he, would, he wouldn't treat coons. He would treat coons anywhere you turn him loose at. He would just go too far, and he sometimes get out of out of your hearing up up north. I mean, every time it seemed like I went up there with him, 
just didn't have no luck up there with him because he he'd be out of out of the hearing book. So, because he always went uh, whatever way his dogs went, he went seemed like he went the opposite direction. But that was him. That was, but you know, man, he was a special dog too. Uh, you said y'all kept him just was a couple of years, and we kept him a couple of years, and right, I guess right at two years, and then Avery, you know, we we was getting a lot of calls about. I feel like me and Avery wasn't at the time. Hey y'all, Tyler here from Coonutton University. I want to talk to you a little bit about extreme dog fuel and what sets them apart. Superior nutrition at the lowest price possible. So they've been told the amount of vitamins and minerals they use in their feeds overkill and that they could reduce cost by incorporating less expensive ingredients in their formula. But they believe the right mix of important ingredients makes a huge difference in your hound's skin, coat, performance, durability, health, and longevity. They promise they'll never change their product to lower the price or to compete with cheap commodity dog foods. All their ingredients are taken from the South Central United States. So go check them out and you can find out more about Extreme Dog Fuel at ExtremeDogFuel.com and find a retailer near you today. Extreme Dog Fuel, feed it for life. You know, it takes a certain person to be a stud dog guy, to have a stud dog and have to here, but we're, we was coon hunters. We grew up, you know, loving the game. I mean, loving to hunt, compete. You know, you 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 had to go. You know, when you had a dog, people were looking to breed. You, you got to take time out of your day to talk to everybody, right? And you know, we was just that was a little bit aggravating for us at the time. Um, and and you know, we we decided to sell him, and we we sold him, and we, like I say, we we. We kept hunting pups out of him, and and the guys that got him done great things with him. They we, they lived in East Tennessee, and um, you know he he lived out his last days up there. You talking about <clears throat> being a stud a stud dog man and having to talk to multiple people every day. Um, I I work with Kitty a lot in the evenings, and even even now he still gets multiple phone calls a day about asking about dogs yeah and yep. I don't, i'm like how do you how do you do this especially when he had dogs like zeb three zeb again clayton hellbilly speck all them and he's pen nearly at the same time and how do you how do you deal with that many people all them questions yeah. oh, day I, on I, top I could, of owning could, and running a business <laughs> I, I, I couldn't imagine what barry went through them times and, and that and barry always you know he loved keeping and having them dogs. I know it, they they was blessings for him, but you know I, I think too Barry looked at it on the money end of it too. I mean he always sold them. He he and I think I remember hearing Tyler say something about thank goodness Barry bought them and had them and sold them. You know a lot of guys that had them kind of dogs kept them till they died. Right. Uh, and and Barry did get back like Zeb again. I know he kept him till he died and and a few of them, but. Um, it does take a special person i mean and it seems like like you know you, you look at barry he had you know the wipeout line there he's he's gonna always be branded with that and you know keith medley with the swamp dogs and he's he's kind of branded with that line mm-hmm. uh you, you got scott now with mojo uh and you know and just talking about the stud owners and the guys whatever them guys get 
all the coon hunters know them. So they, them are the guys that they're going to reach out to first. Right. You know, you know, Kate Cable has done good with the big money line. You know, I know when he he bought it, wiped out Doggo Echo, and then going back, he went back to the line. And I, I, I don't, I think he done a smart thing, honestly. I mean, even though Echo's done amazing things after, you know, he stuck to the line of dogs he knows what to do with. Right. And I think that's a big thing. Everybody has got to keep a line of dogs that they enjoy. If you don't enjoy them, no point having them. Right. So, you know, yeah, but I'm, I'm more on the hunting end. I, I mean, we have bred shifter here lately. Getting back, you know, I, I um, used to, I didn't hunt for the pup or didn't hunt for guys. I, I hunted the dogs that I bought or raised or my dad had. And, but I think in 2014, uh, uh, a little female called Cash Flow. Uh, Roger Shable and Gary Elliott bought from uh, well Randy I think Randy Morgan or Brad Mitchell one of them had her and they bought her from them and uh, brought her from them and she had won the Super Stakes the junior year and uh, she was off of Zeb 3 and Cable had, had her mama that uh, I think her name was Lady maybe but anyway uh Gary come up at my house after they bought her, and I, I told him, I said, Gary, I ain't got nothing hunting a fall super stakes. If you want, you know, if you want something hunted, I'll, uh, I'll hunt her for you. And so he, that was like in April, but he called me like in August, and we made plans for me to get her and hunt her, and I, I showcased her pretty good. I ended up winning it the sure. se- senior year that year at uh, super stakes, and she she done good. I mean, she, she was a good little female. I went deep following that in the pkc world with her went i don't know three rounds for i think with her and done good there and then, um I, I, that's how i kind of got tied in with with roger shable and man he's been a blessing for me um me and my family just uh, uh you know he likes buying good dogs and and uh and he's he's sure enough has you know he listens to me, but now he's he's bought some that you know turned out good. I remember right after cash flow, I had a little female called Paint that we got off of Mike Carroll, and I'd done good things with her. I think I made her forty plus thousand dollar winner in PKC and good little female, and uh, you know she was off of Mike Carroll's stock, and I I hunted the Duke dog, her brother, your your younger cross, uh, in a few hunts for Mike and and Roger and and then. Um, no. probate at one time, didn't you? Do what? Didn't you have probate at one time? The, the deal was shifter and probate. We, I brought them two home after the spring super. After their last year, they're same age. They're fifteen models, and uh, we got probate. Cochran and Shable bought her from uh, Greg Minkler and them guys. Uh, George Majors was hunting probate there for a while, and handling for the Greg and them. And uh, good female. She just. I seen real quick when I brought them both home, which one that I favored. And normally I ought to be a, and, and, and bait was out of my stock. I mean, bait was, you know, she goes back to clone up through nine, you know, getting back to back clone, you know, and the clone after the two wipe up crosses were bred to Mojo and out come the whole nine yards and, uh, style and that fireproof clone one lane had. Ace. 
you know, good, good litter there. But, um, so bait was out of, out of nine. And, um, but when, when I seen the two, I seen real quick, I, I, I just favored, took a liking shifter. He was just, um, man, he's a special dog. He's, I don't like males. I've already said that, but now he made me like him because he, his intelligence, I guess, uh, you know, he, he, he's wiped out on top. You know, he goes from his daddy's threesome world champion. Threesome's daddy was Zeb three. Zeb three's daddy was Zeb again. Zeb again was off of Moose. Moose was off of old Zeb. Old Zeb was off of Coma. Coma was off of Buster. And Buster was off of Bozo. So just what I was getting back to, you know, look at all of them that on his top side is is great. All of them dogs. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. And I think he's going to carry it on. Um, and his bottom side, even Shifter's bottom side, his, his, his mama was off of two good dogs. Um, Dave Lawson had both of them, a, a little cob and a little female called Minnie Mouse. And uh, little cob was, um, his that litter was good. Little cob and uh, a dog called Thunder that Logan Ray had was mates. Thunder reproduced Ruger, the one Logan's got. And, um, but anyway, uh, Little Cobb was off of Rehab. Rehab was off of uh, Bad Habit. Bad Habit was off of Rat Attack. Rat Attack was off of Sackett Jr. So you got, and you look at what those dogs have done, look what Rat's done. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So you take all of that reproduction on shifters both sides, it, it's not coincidental. That he's like what he is. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's got the. He's got all the blood in him to do to do it. And and I really think you know we around twelve, thirteen, fourteen females now live bred him too. All these pups are young, but I'm hearing great things from him. Um, you know, he first thing I hear people call me and they like, man, this is the smartest puppy i've ever fooled with and i'm I'm here at from my everybody yeah so i i think you know him shifter ain't got no i mean right now he's just turned seven i've had him three years now i've made him i've won a little over 170 thousand with him i think it was it third or fourth in the top male, male yeah ones. i think echo passed him over a hundred thousand dollar hunt so he's he might be filth or whatever in the top males it says a lot when you got Wes hamilton and ruby the the all-time money-winning female they they stick her to him so. yeah yeah and that and that, i think something great's gonna come out of them i really do they was seven males and two females out of ruby we had a little problem with them or brett did of having the puppy strangles and i don't know where that come from if it was from the uh puppy shots I'm thinking. I, I've done a little research on it. I, I think it could come from you know, you know, when we get these puppy shots, we we think they're safe to give a puppy, and it's a good thing, and, and they are. They they keep your pup from having parvo. I think the scary thing is we don't know from when they get shipped to some place to place if they if they get warmed up and then they get back cold if they're if they're really good, and then you're injecting 
that into a dog, it, it, you're giving them a little bacteria and stuff. That's how they fight off that infection. So I know a few of them had it. I, I mean, I don't know if it was from the puppy shots. That's speculation. It's my opinion, but who knows? But they got, a, I think most of them got over it. And I don't think what's crazy about what Brett and Wes has done with Ruby. It's amazing. They bred her. Yeah, what she's done, yeah, is amazing. But they, what this is what, we're, what I'm fixing to say is what amazing to me. They bred her four times. She's had, what, nine like the first litter. All of them made it, never lost a pup. The next time they bred her, that, I think the first time was D. The next time was to Big Country. I want to think they was 12 of them. All of them made it, never lost. She never has lost a pup in four breedings. Uh, the, you know, they bred her to Hunter, Zach McBee, dog and whatever 10 or 11 12 out of that litter and, and, and never lost a pup shifter was was uh nine seven males two females she raised all of them never never lost one that's crazy especially it seems like usually when with a dog like that that's one and then you have so much such high expectations with them that something seems to always happen or it, it does to me <laughs> oh then, me me too i mean hey you you not think I cried some tears when I lost all them uh, getting back to I, I I know I told this on the wipeout story but when I bred Peaches the son she had twelve puppies and I was looking I, I was thinking about taking a vacation after the money I was fixing to collect on them <laughs> <laughs> and, and and in two days I'm left with two puppies I mean she lost ten and I had, I kept them in my I, I put her in my house and she and I had her like in a room she had plenty of room. Them puppies just wasn't, I don't know, they, they wasn't, she either had them because she had so many, she wouldn't, I don't know what happened there, but she just, and Peaches wasn't a great mama. She, I, I've always said she probably should have had male parts and female. <laughs> and if she would have had, <laughs> there ain't no telling what she would have reproduced. No. But, um. It would take an early retirement. <laughs> oh, what you talking about? But anyway. What was the, one of them was clone, what, what was the other one? Did it do anything? Did it make it? This was a crazy story. So I think I, I think I remember telling this on the wipeout story. But anyway, um, there was two of them that made it. It, it. You know, right? She raised them two up as a male and a female. I, I knew I wasn't going to get rid of them. I mean, I was I, I, I was torn what to do. Uh, I, I, you know, me liking female, so I I was knowing I was going to keep clone and. So the male, I didn't know what to do with. I didn't know what to sell him or keep him or what. So I made a deal with, uh, at the time, you know, I had peaches, and I really wasn't worried about training a puppy. So I um, called Scott. He was wanting one of them, Mingo. And I, I said, Scott, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to give you both these pups. He was living with his dad at the time, mom and dad. And they had a great place. To, to mess with them and run loose and i said you you keep them right at a year and i'm gonna i'm gonna get the female back from you that that's your payment for the male male is yours you just i just when i a year come i'm gonna go and get um i don't know what i, I didn't i didn't have her name on her at the time but i said i'm gonna come and get her and you keep the male with well, the male scott i remember this scott had bought fighting side and him and joe gross got partnered up in him 
And Scott called me because he told me, he said, man, this pup is doing good for, I think, like 10 months old. Well, he got to hunting him. And one day he went out there and he, he could tell his, he wasn't acting right. And he carried him back. Well, when he come find out, he had fluid built up in him. He had a hole in his heart. Mm. And, it, you know, he ended up dying, it, like, before he was a year old. And... And then I mean, got to thinking about, well, you know, maybe some of them that died at birth just wasn't developed inside or something that yeah. just wasn't, you know, wasn't meant to be. But clone, look, clone was meant to be here for a reason, <laughs> you know. She definitely it, her spot. Oh, what are you talking about? So they was, one survived out of that cross, and thank goodness she did. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed the sun dogs. When, my, when I first started hunting as a guy, I used to be partners with Ashley Copkins, uh, I think it was Chad Smotherman. Mm-hmm. Um, going back, to, I was talking about Joey Hyde earlier. He kind of got me into competition. He took me to my first hunt as Blue Tick Days, 2011, I believe it was. And after the first one, I was like, I, I've got to do this. And I've been hooked about ever since. I had to take a few years off because of work. But anyways, I somehow, Joey had rounded up this dog. He was off of uh, Sunrise and Zebby that cross they made. Mm-hmm. four or five times an hour ever since then i've I've loved sun dogs i've had um mr sunday i had him he was off sun and pete he's he's off history which is history is a, was a litter mate to shorty it was off the, the sun and zebby cross i don't know something about them sun dogs i've just i've liked them they like like you like them wipe out dogs it's something that's always just kind of stuck with me there's something been special between them two bloodlines too i was going to say this because you know what I was talking about? Shifter's bloodline. He he's on. He goes back to bad habit. Well, I don't know if many people know this. I think you know people study bloodlines like I do. Know we all know, but um, habit and son probably two of top top two rat dogs. Uh, they their mamas was sisters with litter mates. I grew up. Uh, I mean, come from James Far, right there around mm-hmm. by now. I grew up just in Bear Creek, not. I'm coming to you from Bushwhacker Nation 2022 Super Stake Sire 2022 Performance Sire. PKC pup earnings over $400,000. Pro Sport pup earnings over $60,000. 2022 Treen Walkers Breeders and Fanciers Association Stud Dog of the Year. UKC number three current reproducer. This dog's name is Stylish Bushwhacker and he needs no introduction. He's one of the hottest stud dogs out right now. Located in Fredericksburg, Indiana. For more information, contact Justin Davenport at 954 20 miles from where he lived. That's, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's something to do with the hatter, but it, I don't know, something about the, Well, that, that shows you how great on that side. That, that shows you when you got something special like with that that can carry on that reproduction and maybe that's where clone was so great at it you think about this how how great 
the wipeout dog reproduced, and you seem like you got several. What was special about clone? Most good females, most good reproducing females, I should say, you're lucky to get one great one. Two would be sometimes phenomenal, but with clone, you got an entire litter. Every time, nearly every time. Every time almost, it turned out to be, it didn't matter which one you got, was like their people that got them with their once-in-a-lifetime dog. Right. But you, okay, so you think about this. Okay, how how good Habit and Sons Mamas reproduced and out come them out of Rat, which Rat was a great reproducer. He proved that. He ain't got nothing. I mean, he, you know, 2,000-something pups, however many, and however million dollar earnings that his pups earned. Two of his greats come out of litter mates. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, them two carried it on. What little habit got to breed before he died, which was, in my opinion, hardly anything. I mean, habit was going to be one of the best, you know, uh, probably. Look, and then Son come around and just done phenomenal. Son was a phenomenal performance dog. He was, you know, done his part in the reproduction. But look, in in between the sun crosses and the wipeout, and and that's got kind of that mixture. In my opinion, Sun was a great layup dog, and if if the wipeout line uh, needs something, it needs a little tree in them, and 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 that worked. I think it, it balanced out between the pups because you got a dog. If you got the right one out of the sun and wipe out dogs, you you got one that was balanced and 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 had had it all. Um, but I don't know it it, it worked, and you know, I, and that's why I think Shifter's got something to offer. If he, you know, I'm gonna keep on, you know, I'm not saying I'm gonna breed every female people call and tell me about, but I'm gonna try to be selective and breed some of the good ones and and that's what i've kind of keyed in on right now and and uh, but i think that's where your better dogs come from you know getting back to my story with with jewel that that taught me a lesson the very first pup i got the very first pup i wanted was zeb <laughs> <laughs> but I, that didn't happen and, and then the coma dummy cross happened and you know, they was at the time two of the tops. So, you know, like we done with Shifter and Ruby. I ain't saying they they two of the tops, but they 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 proved herself. I don't I don't know what else they can do to prove any different that they ain't good. But right, um, you know, I think great things could come out of litter, and, and you never know too. You know, uh, on how what they done don't mean. The pups are making like the high expectations that people have for them, you, you, but they all gotta fall into them. Getting back to them few dog men I named off, like Elmer and Benny and them guys, Darren. They gotta get to them guys hmm. or get to somebody equal or like them that can know what to do with them. Right. Basically, and then, and then when them great pups or it only had to be a great pup, them guys can. They know what to do to to make a great dog. To bring the best out. Yeah, I mean, so we're what we're dealing with now, in my opinion, we've lost out. I've seen it a lot of a generation of men like McAfee still gets around good. He lives on my farm, but he, I mean, I say he gets around good. He's he just turned eighty one. 
he don't get to hunt like he used to, but, you know, because of his age. And, but that, that generation of men, me and my, my dad, and <coughs> that time was so different than it is now. Um, them guys hunted. And when I say hunted, they hunted. They, you know, they wasn't nothing that we didn't have iPhones. We didn't have all this technology. Mm-hmm. So that's where they got their entertainment. It was out there with them coon dogs. Now you got a generation of guys that I see, young kids that I go hunting with. They get out there and they got two things in their hand. They got an iPhone and they got a Garmin. Mm-hmm. And and if they ain't looking at the one, they're looking at the other. If their dog ain't doing enough, they're, they're on Facebook. <laughs> and they're, <laughs> and they're, and they're, they're bored. Their mind is bored. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's just it's a different time. And uh, it's a fast paced. I wish, you know, things would slow down. And I don't know if you, you can't slow down time. That's a. It's going to catch us all one day. We're all going to go six foot under. Yep. Only thing I can say now with how I live my life, I I thank God every day. I get up with a prayer of a morning and and try to start my day with him. And I know <laughs> I know one day is, is, that's where it's going to end. And, you know, I hope all the things that I've done wrong in my life and I've done a many things. I've, I used to be an outlaw uh, and I've done things bad. I think we all have if you admit to it. We've all sinned. Mm-hmm. Every day. Yeah. But we, we, we've we had one man come down here on earth named Jesus that hoped me will <laughs> we will have grace. And, and I think, you know, I hope everybody listening uh, will get right with him because it, it's uh, it's simple to me. We got one guide uh, here that we can go by. It's the Bible, and you know if you if you read it and understand it, and it's a hard thing to understand. Not everybody can grab a Bible and 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 you know go through it and understand it. <clears throat> you have to start you know taking time. I I think. Um, I started with like John and, and, and we start reading about this, you know, Jesus being here and, you know, that, that just hit, hit me, you know, one day and I was like, Hey, <laughs> I need to change. <laughs> right. Yeah. You n- you never know. It's, we may not ever make it to this hunt tonight. Hey, guarantee it. I've seen lots of death in my, in, in my life, lost my mom and dad and, you know, um, it's funny, my little girl, Mia, she got to see my mom for a couple of years. You know, she was only like two years old when she died. I mean, it may not have been quite two. She still talks about her. Oh. You know, she'd been bringing her up. And it's crazy, little kid, like that. So, say, you know, she'll, she'll, I, she'll say, Grandma Betty, she made me this. You know, just little things that, you know, kind of hits me. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, we... I'm blessed, man, uh, in a lot of aspects. I've, you know, with friends I've made through coon hunting and this life, you know, it's, we don't know what we're dealt with. We just, we just, you just got to roll with the punches and go. Right. I, I, I thank God every day for just the people I've met through, through coon hunting. It's there. There's no telling where I'd be without it. I've had so much guidance and my best friends that I hope I have my entire life. Mm-hmm. Was through these dogs, so 
And I, I hope it's like hitting until the day I die. So uh, it's it's definitely I say it's definitely kept me out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> but it's different, like you said. It, it once once you get that fever, it it takes a hold. It's just well, it's an addiction. Well, in my outlook on it now, you know, don't. You know, we go out here on these hunts, and I've competed hard. I mean, if anybody's listening that I that I they thought I've done them wrong in a hunt, I may have back in the day. I probably did. Um, I look at things different. I don't take things. You know, I want to win. I'm I'm competitive. I think anybody that's ever hunted with me, they know being out there with me how serious I am. But I want to. You know, now I I don't want to cheat nobody. Where I did in, when I was younger, you know, I didn't think about you know um, getting a getting a squirrel plushed or doing whatever it took, you know, right. to win. Um, you, you, I grew out of that, and thank God I did. Um, I, I, you know, now I want to I want to be known and and left because earthly things is we're not going to carry them with us. Right. So any any anything, the best thing, I guess, any advice, you know, people look at you through your life, how you, the people you run with, the people that you surround yourself with. I think the better people that you know you can put in your life in front of you, that's the people to run with. You know, if a person ain't doing good, probably not a good decision to run with them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, just looking back, I, I'm just glad I, I don't know, I'm glad I, you know, I had a, a, a great life uh, so far. I mean, just, you know, great parents, um, just been truly blessed. I mean, that's all I can say. Yeah, so like you talking about, I've, I've, I've fallen short more more times than I've fallen to, especially in these hunts, it's the temptation of, it's so it's so easy to get caught up in it and you know but you you think of it at the end of the day even if you just say you cheated somebody tonight what have you accomplished what have you actually accomplished a little money in your pocket's gonna be gone the next day and you you, if you had a friend you ruined that friendship right or you could have you could have jeopardized ruining a friendship it's not it's not worth it And, and i hey I don't want to be a hypocrite because I've been that person that's been on the other end. It's, it's probably done people dirty and, and um, you know, I might have lost a friendship over it. I don't know. But I mean, I just hope, you know, at the end of the day, they can forgive me, um, you know, because, you know, we're all going to get judged one day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the, the, the thing. So, yeah. You, you just, like I say, it's, uh, competing is, is a tough thing. I've always said it, it used to bring out the devil in me <laughs> because you, you want to win bad. You don't, you hate to lose. And I, this week I've been on a losing streak. I hope I can change it tonight. And and, and it runs in streaks. So you, you play this game. Even with a great dog, there's just so many variables out there that could happen in a cast that you can, you know, things happen. You, you know, there's 
hundreds of i've seen it all man i say i've seen it all i i, I might learn something tonight that i'd never seen before you sometimes that that happens but and you'll you'll get in scenarios in a in a cast that you, you even if you've been out there a lot that something happened crazy that you don't know what what you know what you do um there's always ways to bend the rules though right <laughs> bend the rules in your favor but you know you know i just uh, anymore, I'd assume they're winning the right way if I can, and you know, let the dog showcase whatever he can do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess the older I get, the, um, uh, I try to be more that way. Like I said, I, I fall, I fall short, and I, and I always try to make it right after after it's over. It usually goes to haunting on me, I, I, and I can't take it, so I always try to make it right. So, but anyways, it. Like you said, it's best just to do it right. And at the end of the day, what do you got? It's just a cast win that that ain't going to amount to nothing. It, it don't matter if it's if it's a hundred thousand dollars. When we six foot under, we ain't going to take that hundred thousand with us, right? But what we, when we're gone, the people here left here, they're going to know what you've done. Most of them, mm-hmm. you know, if you got a good name or you got a bad name, you can leave here with a good name or you can leave here with a bad it's your choice I'd a lot rather <laughs> I'd a lot rather somebody know me for being a good person and trying to help people than than being known for having money yeah oh yeah because money I mean hey I worked a utility job for 24 years I, I ain't had no money <laughs> I, I'm right there with you my, you know yeah I, my dad you know he he worked he was I guess a smarter businessman. I I wished if it. I wished I could go. I wished I could have one more night with him out there in the woods. I guess. I mean, you know, it's. I was. I had thirty years with him. I had forty years with my mom. But man, that that when you get older, them things is what you don't appreciate when you're young. You don't realize how quick time goes by. And you don't get to uh, cherish the the really meaningful things here. Mm-hmm. Um, money comes and goes. Your family is just what you're. You you need to be there for your family. I, I you know I, I my family's getting slimmer and slimmer now. I got my brother, his two boys, my two girls. Uh, I got one living uncle. And you know, and his kids, and and that's about it. I mean, so you know, I, I'm I'm dwindling down. <laughs> but you know, looking back, I wished you know I, I took more time with my family and, and and done things more with them. If I could do redo things different, um, definitely would start there. But you know, you don't think about them things when you're young. You you're wanting to worry about dark, yeah, and getting into things and all that stuff. So it's, that's another thing about coon hunting. It's a very self-centered, selfish sport if you do it the right way. And, and I hate it's like that. But once you like we're talking about, you get that fever. It's just that's it's like you got tunnel vision. That's all you think about, and, and I, it makes me I. There's lots of times I, I wish I probably would have stayed at home and we went doing something with friends or family than than been at the woods and probably would have lot, had a lot better time <laughs> and would have remembered it a lot better than 
just letting that dog rest mm-hmm. one particular night. But it's I mean, yeah, that's the past. Just try to do better each day and go from there. That's right. Yep. We'll try it tonight. See what we do. <laughs> I hope <laughs> I've won two nights this week. I hope I can finish it on out. Well, I think you finally got you. I liked old Pete, and um, I know you had a good one with him. But I think you got a you're following a good one now. And it takes you know it's what this game's about. Like you know, we're here for a short time, but you, you you when you get a dog that you really enjoy, it's it's such entertainment just going out there and and listen to him or her, whatever you got, you know, male or female, whatever you prefer hunting. It, but once you get that right one that you, it entertains you. It's like watching a good movie. Mm-hmm. You just want to sit there and be consumed in it all. Right. It's, it definitely sucks. Him, him nearly 12 years old. And it, and I took, I took him out just three, four weeks ago. I, I hunted him. I took him to a cast. Took him to a little thirty dollar hunt, just to just to have something to go and and want my cast. It's I won't, I won't ever forget the night I, I judged. Uh, <clears throat> we have every year we have that four hunt at Lexington at Justin Wallace and William Wood and I don't know Brad Derberry. He was kind of starting. Eddie called me a long time ago wanting to do something for the kids and that I think all that kind of but it we give a four away for a kid every year down at Lexington in, in December and it's a Great deal. I wish I would have had that when I was a kid, but uh, they I go up there every year and try to and judge. And uh, this year I got to judge Levi, and he man he was a hoot. And old Pete and Petrie, the only coon we seen, and we had to call time out because this kid's dog got over there and I hunt where I live. I hunt on my farm and it's around neighborhoods and. I don't know if his house dog got over and jumped on this dog. I don't know if he got treed. And anyway, this kid, we'd split up because I'd had to score. I was scoring split trees. But this, this kid called me and said, Hey, my, these dogs jumped on my dog. And he had treed him. And there's another thing you don't know what you're going to get into on a hunt. So he, so I had to call timeout. And I called you because I said, Has old Pete got a handle? <laughs> you sitting the or no? <laughs> He's got the opposite. Of and the so, farthest thing from so, so Levi, there he is winning a cast, and this he, Pete stayed in pocket. He was the only one that stayed in pocket to right here when we called timeout, and it was like that's another thing. It's very odd. He, that, he that used to get him beat so he, much. He decided to blow through the country, and we end up getting every other dog but him and it and it was like 20 or 30 minutes left before the air was going to get us or get when i say get us get levi i was just judging and guiding so i was taking my you know it, it I, I was you know i knew levi couldn't do it by himself you know going in there and, and trying to get get a dog and, and so i i run in there with him we ran all the way to the river and he was right across it and I remember calling you, and I said, this dog is looking us across it, but he won't come. And you said, I can't remember what you said. He ain't going to. He ain't going to. <laughs> and I don't, you know, it's, this shows you how faith works sometimes. You know, Levi got down. I thought he was about to jump in the river. <laughs> I believe he would have jumped in the river if I wouldn't have been there. I said, Levi, you ain't going in that river, bub. And I said, not with me here. I, I said, that dog can drown. I ain't letting you drown. 
anyway, Pete, uh, he, he sweet talked him enough. Here he came. And we got back with like this minutes left in the air and he, 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 he pulled it. The cast went out that night, but, uh, yeah, old Pete's a good one. He, uh, he, he, he taught me a bunch and then if it wasn't for him or Dwayne, just introducing me to or buying him and then we, me and Dwayne weren't never really that close until, until he got him and we got to hunting a little bit and he trusted me enough to take him and after I took him and started hunting him, he, he never, Dwayne just told me to keep him. He pretty much just, I don't know. He's just mine. He, he, he's, this has been four years now, and he he's always been here. So, mm-hmm. but he he taught me a lot, and it it's nice to have one you can get actually get on the same page with and win with. And he got old, and I've had to pretty much retire him. And it's it's tough not being able to find something that you can get back on the same page. And I've hunted some good dogs. I got second in the, that truck hunt in Arkansas last year with uh, that moose dog, but. Uh, me and him were just hitting me. We I never could get on the same page. We just, mm. it just I don't know. I, I'm hoping with this one, Ward's center up here, and none of them were hunting her. So I'm hoping he lets me keep her at least through the winter to let me hit some hunts. I won't have to go without anything. <laughs> but I guess we ought to start winding her down. It's it's knocking on seven. We're going to get ready to go to. Oh yeah. Moscow tonight and hopefully both of us can get in and but is there anything else you want to you want to add or say or no I think I pretty much laid it down as you know a little bit of my history and like I say I mean I hope somebody listening to it, you know you know we're here for you don't know how long you can say we're vapor you know I just want you know hopefully everybody will get a positive message out of this and you know get right with the lord and, and hope one day you have a, a eternity instead of just being down here on on earth right no i i like I say it's it's i've had a good life and you know very blessed and just blessed to do this and i'm you know i want to say this i guess I, I i'm i'm thankful that you and tyler and new zach and Eddie, whoever's involved in all this podcast with this, and this is good for the sport. I, I can see, you know, um, you know, getting good messages across, and um, you know, talking about these dogs. I mean, it, it's it's fun sometimes to hear stories about dogs that you 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 don't know about, and you know, you you gain a lot of knowledge. You know, I've got I, like me, I've got so much of it in my head, and I could sit here and talk with you know this is what a couple hours we've been here and we but i could i could talk for days right. over all these dogs and but you know at the end of the day it it, it don't mean as much as uh you know people think but it's it, to me you know that's the way i look at it now i mean it's it's good i enjoyed doing what i've done but uh you know there's other things in life too and you mainly just you know stick with your family and, and good friends and you know but yeah I love these listening to these podcasts y'all been doing. Uh, I think it's a really good thing, and uh, hope hope it keeps getting better. I mean, we. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming and, and doing. It. I know it's we've been trying to get it done for a while, but <clears throat> I don't know. It's I never would have thought that I'd have 
I'd been wanting to, to sit down and do this. I'm, I'm kind of a quiet person. I don't, I don't, I don't talk too much, but I, I usually am too. Except you know, you get you get me talking about dogs. I can I can talk to you. <laughs> we, we can ramble. <laughs> we, we 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 can get on the same page. Yeah, most of the time I ain't gonna just go out of my way to talk to people. I mean, I'm, I've always been a quiet kind of standoff person, but. You know, if if I'm at a hunt and people come up to me and they want to, you know, hear something about a dog, I can I can probably tell them something. But uh, I know it drives my wife crazy to <laughs> people call, and you know, she knows she knows now. Like you know, and I I, I have to I struggle with this because I'm it's hard when somebody calls me not to answer. You know, if I've got something going on, and now we. We got these girls, and I try to make. I really try to make time for them. Sometimes I I don't listen. I don't. I, I'll get on the phone if, if somebody calls, and I think I, t- I like I tell my wife, I'm hey, it just take a minute. That minute might turn into thirty or an hour talking about a dog, and then she when I get off, she's like, really. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's. I can't say she's. She deals with a lot, and but. I love her, and she's she's been my rock. I can tell you that. And she's, like I say, for all the if any coon hunting wives are listening, uh, it takes a and y'all know it takes a special woman to stay with a coon hunter. It really does because yeah. there's been lots of divorces <laughs> over a coon dog. Because sure it's, it's like I say, it's it's been a drug of mine. Ain't no doubt. It's it's a uh, you get hooked to it. It's it's who you are. It's, it's in your DNA. You either you either like this sport or you don't. They really know in between. That's so I've heard a lot of people say. Yeah, I've been coon hunting before. I was like, well, you must have hated it because I mean, it don't take but a time or two. You either love it or you ain't ever gonna hunt again. It, yeah, there usually ain't much in between. But back to this, I, I, I'm glad people like you get on here and talk, and give the knowledge. Um, a lot of people think it's just people on here trying to boast and, and brag and it ain't that to me i, I like sitting here listening to stories and, no, I, and I, I think I, I like bragging on other people yeah. I, I, I like i like i mean i think i have i, I like bragging on because i what i've seen with uh, what other people had is, is amazing i mean you know you you get that right dog or whatever it, it's uh it's something to see when when it, there's something special. If you like coon hunting, there's something to see about a, a a great hound. Watching that great hound strike a coon and tree it, and in in the level of competition that I hunt in, and these bigger, higher paid entries, and you get to see some of the great, some of the great dog men, some of the great dog dogs. You know, it it is special to watch them compete. It's it's no different. You know, people that don't understand what, <laughs> if they've been listening to this podcast this whole time, that what I've been talking about, if you don't understand, it's like, you don't know, one person can say, I, I got this great dog, say Shifter. Another person, I got this great dog named Z. You don't know which one is going to outdo the other one until you put them out there together. Right. And, and like boxing, and like watching a boxing match. You know, Mike Tyson was great in his day, and mm-hmm. but he had to go up with it. Well, with Evander Holyfield and a few of them, it, it was just a step better at the time. But you know, with these dogs, you know, you can go out 
like me and Dustin has battled with Z and Shifter, and I've beaten him a few times, and he's beat me probably more. <laughs> I think more. Uh, you just, you know, you never know till you put them out there together. But that's what's the fun of it in these hunts to me. You got to, I enjoy that. I enjoy that level of competition. Mm-hmm. But anyway. I wish, I've had a few, I would, I'd say, just complete legends and I ain't going to name no names, but uh, I've had a few just tell me no lately and I, I don't know. I wish they'd see the, the inner part of this. It, it's more just sharing. I mean, one day, it's, like you said, every, we're all going to be gone one day. I, I wish everybody that I, I ask, and I know it's not possible and it's not for everybody, but I, I wish that some of the ones that um, that listen to this and, and don't want to be on the, the other end of the, the microphone would would kind of rethink it and, and share their, their story. Your family's on, only going to be left with so much, and it, this could be something oh, yeah. that they could they could listen to and, and reminisce and enjoy one day. So. But anyways, uh, unless you got anything else, I'm, I'm going to wander down. We'll get ready and go try to win a coon hunt. As Kurt Aaron say, let's let's go coon hunting, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in the market for a new dog box and just don't know which one to get? That's where I encourage you to go check out GNR Cedar Dog Boxes, especially if you're wanting something different. GNR Cedar Dog Box was established in 2016 when two avid hunters wanted a dog box that was affordable and great looking at that. They provide a high quality, handmade, lightweight box to the customers. They take pride in the fact that their boxes are fully cedar, which will last a lifetime in all types of weather conditions. Cedar also ensures your hounds stay a little warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. You can find out more about GNR Cedar Dog Boxes on Facebook. G- find them at GNR Cedar Dog Boxes or give them a call at 615-962-5266. They're located in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, USA. I really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you like what you heard here, go on over to Facebook. Give us a like, at Coon Hunting U. Also, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us out. And remember, if you need a new hunting light, do not overlook Superior. They make an awesome light, best customer service in the business. Man, their walking light and double red is the brightest I've ever seen. Use coupon code CHUPODCAST at checkout at nighthunters.com. You can find the link in the description box below this. Coon Hunting University is a product of Audio Hound Productions. Until next time, y'all have a wonderful day.